0: Another ESL podcast, and welcome back to a nice interview. Now, before we actually get into this interview, uh, again, you're going to hear a guy by the name of Graham talking about everything we've been talking about probably the last, what, I don't know, maybe month with the podcast. So, as a nice review, this is what we're going to be doing. This is what we're going to be diving into, yeah? So, here we go. Let's go into some of these sentences, and I want you to, again, write them down or join in on the conversation. Again, Clubhouse is going to be emerging at the end of this month, so stay tuned for that. If you are an iPhone user, reach out to me, Instagram, Arsenio's ZSL podcast, very easy to get in touch with me there, and we'll stay tuned for all the highlights and the details outlining that stuff, right? So, in saying that, to chime in on this conversation, guys, we got A through F, right? So, I want you to check what is true for you. So, A. I don't live close to my office, meaning you have to travel a distance to get to your office. For example, I don't, I mean, 10 kilometers away is actually not that far. That's pretty good. But considering that I have to take three modes of transportation just to get there and spend more than I would in Las Vegas, that remains an issue, right? However, If we look at, you know, on a rainy day, such as what's happening right now, I should be, as a matter of fact, at the gym. But what happens is the train falls apart. So I'm lucky that I don't have to go anywhere today or else it would be pure chaos getting around Bangkok, not because the roads are going to be completely jammed because of the rain, uh, but the fact that, you know, the trains are virtually inadequate when it rains because they're trash, right? So anyways... Do you live close to your office? The next question, I can walk to my work in about 10 minutes. Only in Sydney, Australia, Lane Cove, was the place that I can walk straight to a place called Apple Dental. And I would walk obviously from where I live to Apple Dental within about seven minutes. Can you imagine getting off work and walking straight home That was the best location to be. It really was. So let's go into C. In my country, companies use the internet and social media to advertise jobs. Think about your country. Obviously here in Thailand, if you are Thai, you go on to like Top Gun or JobsDB or something like that. Uh, Thai people, they're not really accustomed to using, um, what is it, LinkedIn, such as what, you know, the majority of countries around the world use to find good jobs. And to be honest with you, That's probably the place where you could find the best jobs that are very open-minded for me being out here in Thailand, although I don't have to look for jobs anymore. I generate jobs, right? So I'm very lucky. But think about it from your perspective. Now, the next question for my generation, the most important thing is job security. Do you agree or disagree? Now, again, if you come from an industrial age mindset, uh, retirement planning, such as what we've been discussing Right, that's one big thing. Job security. Yes, if you come from the 60s to 70s to 80s to 90s, people still believe, not the 90s so much, the 80s probably just at the beginning of the 80s, but they talk about job security. Oh, you want a salary, you want this, you want that. Uh yeah, COVID happened. Yeah, so much for job security, right? So much for benefits. Even people who are working for Walt Disney? No. So, job security, is that a thing of the past? Absolutely. How can you become more of a generator of jobs and a generator of income rather than relying on people to provide you income. Remember, guys, before I was a teacher, I was a dental assistant. And if I was still a dental assistant in present day, given the fact that I worked for a temp agency before moving out here in Thailand, I would have been jobless for literally more than a year already. One, because I'm a temp. Two, because obviously events and you know, things that would keep Las Vegas afloat are completely inadequate. So having those 10 jobs and having a dental assistant job, forget about it. So I am very, very, very fortunate, but a lot of people aren't. So is it the most important thing in, from your generation and your country? Eight employees at my company get sick pay if they are too ill to come to work. I was discussing this with some of my, and you know, we're, we're talking, we're discussing this right now, but, um, what is it? One of my students, she is a presenter of different products and planning at DKSH, a company I used to work for for five years ago, uh, five years ago, and I'm so grateful because I still have about three or four of those students on my Facebook, and one always likes my photos. Uh, she ended up moving to Korea and stuff. so very, very grateful for that. Um, and obviously, there are others that I keep in touch with, but you know, she, primarily works for DKSH, right? Now she gets 17 sick days paid a year. Another one of my student, 21. But the thing is, after three holidays, they no longer get money and they actually get doc paid. So wait, is it sick leave? No, 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 here we go, sick leave. Um, dude, to be honest, I'm not even sure because I realize it's holidays. So for the girl who was 17, for the guy who works at Isuzu, it's 21. But the thing is, sick days, he only gets three sick days a year. He gets an extra sick day every four months. So again, working for these Japanese companies, and you guys probably know this, living out there and the listeners in Japan, you don't get many benefits depending on what country, uh, you know, what company you're in. Even if you're in, obviously, Isuzu, it's really, really difficult to get sick leave. And in America, man, if you take off like two days sick leave, don't even bother coming back. That's the majority of low class jobs. Like low class jobs, I would say jobs that you get paid less than $20 an hour. That would be considered, let's just say, let's just say the average American makes under $20 an hour. Only like 20% of the population make more than $20 an hour. That is end of discussion. I've talked about this on so many occasions. They like to b- blow up and believe that. Americans, you know, the majority of them make between 20 and $40 an hour. That is an impossibility. You have to be a firefighter, a nurse, a policeman, or someone of one of those historical jobs to make that type of money. A teacher, for instance. But if you're just working at a, mar- a supermarket or you're working over here, over there, you're getting the bare minimum wage. And it's always been like that and forever will. So, Let's keep it there. Employees at my company can, oh, I've already said that. And the last question, employees at my company can work flexible hours. Since the dawn of COVID, a lot of people are working from home now. Flexibility is more something that you need to adapt to. However, like I said, in countries like Japan, it's not, that's not so much the case, right? So here we go. What we have here, you guys, we're gonna listen to a couple of things because Graham's going to talk about his journey to work. So you're going to write down the different forms of transportation that he takes. Also, does Graham send his team home early when there's heavy snow? And you're going to listen. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. What's the explanation behind it? Also, you're going to write down. Now, remember, I normally put this on my business English podcast badge, but you are going to get the full thing today. So what I would like you to do is write down the two industry trends that Graham talks about. So, one. A, reduction in salaries following the economic recession. B, changes in attitudes towards the environment. C, changes to the way companies advertise their jobs. D, a shortage of jobs and an increase in the number of people looking for work. E, changes of what potential employees are looking for in a job. F, changes to the pension offered by companies and organizations. You're going to tick them. All right. Now, and then after that, there are a couple other things in regards to verbiage and whatnot, but we'll just leave it there. So, in saying that, people, we are finally going to get into the good stuff. I truly, hopefully, believe, and uh, that this probably will work, but my headphones have been very, very bad as of late. So let's see what is going on here. What I'm gonna do is I'm going to play this, and hopefully you hear it.
1: Which is a staffing agency in North London, UK.
0: Here we go, now he's gonna talk about getting there.
1: The way I get to work is quite simple. I get in my car. It takes me about three minutes to get to the office. If I wish to walk or cycle, it might take me about seven to 10 minutes. I live very, very close to where I work. Even though I actually live quite close to the office and normally it takes me less than five to 10 minutes to get to work, every now and then we get a deluge of snow. And at that point it's quite funny because everybody's trying to get home at exactly the same time. So a trip that might take me less than 10 minutes could take an hour and a half. So, what I always say to the team here is stay at the office for a little bit longer, work an extra hour and a half or so, wait for all the traffic to go, and guess what? Then you find it easy to get home. The other advantage is if it does snow dreadfully and the cars and the buses aren't running, I can walk to work or even ski perhaps.
0: Wait, work an extra hour and a half?
1: Do they get a trend paid is a change, a gradual influence of something against something else, whereupon we can track it and notice it. It tends not to be a one-off occurrence. It tends to be something that's happening on a consistent or gradual basis. Social trends have impacted the recruitment business quite significantly, particularly in the last 10 years. Firstly, what I would say is that the the youth of today, uh, should we say generation Y, so those that have been joining the workforce after the year 2000, want a different work-life balance than generation X's, who wanted to work hard and fast and get recognition and, and pay very, very quickly. And of course my age group, the baby boomers, were prepared to slog away for many years, often for little recognition, to get that pension, the tenure, the security that our parents before us were looking for. But today's generation, they want social mobility. They want to work in different areas, not only of the country but of the world. They want stimulation and flexibility they want this thing called work-life balance, which means often they're looking for not so much the money, it's about longer hours, and how the company feels to them, they're interested in, on the green issues. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that today anybody running an organization, charity, a or business, can put their position out there on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and it means that it's a level playing field once again. There's almost too much access to these kind of platforms which means that in people that are looking for a job are almost smothered with positions and opportunities to apply for and that can be almost as frustrating as not enough access to positions so i think those are the two main issues
0: oh man interesting okay we have a
1: very clearly defined sickness policy in our business which is simply this if you're not here you do not get paid Now, it's very contra to the the modern approach to work-life balance and what might be perceived to be an ethical approach towards employing staff. But having worked for myself over the last 26 years and having had numerous people working with me, I think the reality is that if you do pay people sick pay, people will occasionally not turn up when actually they could do a a good day's work. When I started my company back in 1988, with a very clearly defined view of the hours that people were going to work. It was Monday to Friday with Saturday morning and you get a half day off in the week to offset the Saturday morning you'd work. Now when my children came along, I decided that I wasn't going to work Saturday morning and it seemed only fair that nobody else did as well. So for many people, that was a real relief, but the hours were still very consistent, Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5.30. But over the years, I've become a little bit older, a little bit more flexible, but also social trends have indicated that people, great candidates, would like some flexibility around their working week. So today, with an office of seven people, there are still those of us who do work Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5.30, but we have a a young lady who, because she has a child, wants to drop her her daughter off at school, so she starts at 9.30. We have another lady who, because she's got an elderly parent, doesn't work Monday. That's when she does all the running around and does the shopping for her mum. Um, One of my co-directors, chooses to work at home on a Thursday and Friday. Now, I'm not saying that's typical, but more and more companies are moving towards a more flexible working week, and it works for us.
0: Oh, okay. Well, at the very beginning, he said, okay, Monday to Friday, and I don't know if he said occasional Saturdays, but half-day Saturday morning, and you can make up for that in in terms of taking a half-day off throughout the work week. See, this is what scares the hell out of me. Now, again, he opened up in terms of Well, you know, this particular person starts at 9.30, this person does this, this person does that. So he ended up becoming a little bit more flexible, but what scares the hell out of me is going back to the whole, he said, well, if you are not here, you do not get paid. Now, oh my God, so this is what's very important because if you take off, and just imagine this, your baby's getting a graduation, but you need that full month's salary. You go to this guy and say, listen, I need to see my babe graduate. He will ultimately, and again, coming from 1988 when he first started business, he will end up saying, no, you're not gonna get paid. I don't care if your child's graduating. See, working for these types of people are a big motherfucking no-no, okay? Because guess what? They don't care about you, they care about themselves, their own best interests. And I don't give a damn about your clearly defined personal mission statement. It's the fact that we live one life and we have to enjoy those moments of someone graduating, of someone giving birth. He sounds like the type of guy where you get a call midday, oh my God, my my baby's being born. And he says, no, you can't go. And it's just like the NFL and the NBA, right? Just imagine I I've heard so many people, and it's so sad. It is so sad. But I think there was one famous guy back in the NFL or even in the NBA too. His daughter was being born. Or I think his daughter had open heart surgery. There was another one probably about 15 years ago. A guy by the name of Derek Fisher for the Lakers, but he was playing for the Utah Jazz. He went to a playoff game. And I'm like, I understand. That, okay, oh, I need to do it for my teammates. I need to do it for the fans. Fuck the teammates. Fuck the fans. Your baby has open heart surgery. The last thing the Jazz would give a fuck about if someone else in, in the top priority were talking like ownership and the president of the team was giving a damn about a goddamn basketball playoff game. So in saying that, if I had a funeral to go to, I would go to that funeral. If I had someone to obviously speak to about, oh, you know what, uh, something very important has come up. NFL game, oh, my baby is having, I'm sorry, my wife is having, a, a, like ha- she's having their baby. For you to FaceTime or for you to show up after Guys, I'm sorry. At, at some point, you have to be selfish to say, fuck this regular season game. To hell with this playoff game. I'm going to go watch something that is forever versus something that's only here for another couple of years. And to be honest with you, these NFL teams and all these, these different organizations out there, they're only in it for their own best interest they could really give a damn. They're not gonna ever come back 25 years and say, oh, remember the top quarterback of our goddamn football team about 25 years ago? He took up seeing his baby be born because he needed to come to a regular season game. Oh my God, man. Guys, I'm just saying, this is why I come from a generation where it is very, very important to do it for you, right? To do it for you. If you look at overtime, Right, He was like, okay, just stay here. You can work an extra hour and a half. Um, am I going to get paid for that extra hour and a half? Because here in Thailand, my students work 10, 12 hours a day. Some of them are accountants. Some of them are sales reps. And they work ridiculously long hours. And guess what? They don't get paid for it. So I remember there were times, I can't remember when, but it was in my working life over the last 10 years. I said, when I leave this office, do not contact me. Do not say anything to me. I will see you when I come back at this particular time in the morning. One, because I absolutely hated that job. And two, you're not going to bring work into my personal life. So I was strict about it when people began abusing that privilege. Now, again, if the front office staff at the place I work at, and she says, hey, there's an extra student, okay, I'll talk to them, no problem, I got no problem with that, right? Because this is a completely different career, whereas I make and break my own assets. But if, you know, if a dental office, and I know that these dentists are getting paid hundreds of thousand dollars and you're only paying me $13 an hour, don't call me. Don't call me, don't talk to me. Again, like, guys, are you happy with where you work? Can I ask you that question, please? Are you happy with what you do? Do you take care of your employees? 36 days paid a year in Australia is what you get. This guy comes from an entire different generation. If you are not here and you're sick, you don't get paid. What if you get, what if you got COVID and your bill ended up being an exponential amount? You're not gonna pay them for getting COVID, huh? You see what I mean? This is when you end up realizing, oh, you really don't give a damn about me. Guys, my full-time job. I haven't talked about it that much on this podcast. I talk about it more on my personal development podcast, but I realized when it came to March, April, May, and June of last year, who took care of me? Two women who actually had a hidden agenda, but luckily I still got paid a little bit of money during the months that I got no salary from my full-time job. Even looking at my salary over the past X amount of uh, uh, years and you know, when I first started here, there was one lady that said, oh, my God, or Simia, if you work here for, the, you know, if you work 150 hours, oh, my God, you're going to get this salary. I'm like, dude, 150 hours will only get me that salary? I could get that salary in 24 hours right now. So when can you match that? And this is when I realize my capabilities. And I'm very grateful that I've been able to get what I absolutely deserve. Because I believe there are too many people out there where you guys do it for so for so many other people, but you get paid next to nothing. Like I'm gonna put in another thing. I was talking about sales, and this all just literally intertwines. All these topics just go to you know go together. And I was talking to one of my students, and she's like, "Oh, I sold, uh, let's say I don't know, fifty thousand U.S. dollars." I said, "How much of that do you get?" She probably gets only five hundred of that. And I said, wait, what about the rest? Let me give you another example. There was, I had sales for, uh, the, there were three cell staff. Uh, one's name was Fong, the other one Ploy and Nuke. Nuke always made her mark. But le- guys, let me break this down. If they got their mark of 20,000 USD in one month, they get a bonus. That bonus is next to nothing. But if they're shy, by just literally $200, they don't get a bonus. So what happens? The CEO takes all that money for his five wives. That particular CEO has five wives, by the way. And I'm like, so you're telling me this CEO is so unbelievably greedy to the point that you allow him, or he allows himself, like. The girl almost got that bonus and he does nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing for those sales reps. Although they worked their ass off and they got maybe, I don't know, a hundred, like 50,000 to 100,000 in sales in one month. He still does not give a damn. And he will take all that money. See, that's called the CEO that does not give a fuck. Excuse my French. There was a lady, the cleaning lady, the janitor, she got cancer. She got cancer. That CEO, he could have easily picked up the tab. Easily. Because this guy has multiple businesses in so many different fronts. You know what he gave her? He gave her $3 to buy breakfast. See, guys, in summary, and to sum all this up, I gave you a number of different stories, and things had to go off in your head. If you're working, If you're over the age of 22 and you listen to my podcast, man, I'm telling you right now. And if you haven't gone through this, you might might go through this. And this is why so many people have become solopreneurs such as myself. Because for someone to say, you know what, nah, yeah, because of COVID, I don't really care. I'm not going to give you any salary. I'm not going to contact you. You gave me no money. During the shutdown of January, I made $60 in the name of you. What am I going to do with $60? It wasn't until February when I got my own business and the next thing you know, in two hours paid, they pay me this, 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 this. And I said, here we go. When I got an international school student who pays me a lump sum, who gives me and literally in 20 hours, they give me my salary in 20 hours, something versus like, uh, I, I couldn't even get in 70 hours at my, old, my, at my job right up the street. You see what I mean? people who give a damn, it means all the difference in the world. So I'm just asking you, I'm really asking you, like, do you, and do you want to work for someone who doesn't really give a damn about you? The top, the CEO, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you one last thing, one last thing. That CEO that has the five wives and everything, There were people who were in unqualified positions who shouldn't have been in, uh, you know, in those types of positions. So I remember this guy chose a book to teach older adults. And I'm like, dude, this book is garbage. Yes, I am. You are. We are. They are. He is. she. You want me to teach this? Are you kidding me? And I talked to the guy, Jeff, directly. And I said, and I emailed him. I said, bro, to be honest with you, I'm a teacher over here at this branch. What are you doing? Like, this book is garbage. Da, 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 da. He went on to pass the buck, meaning to not even address the issue and talk to me directly, he sent it to the head teacher at my specific language center. And I'm like, why are you trying to pass the buck? I'm speaking to you. That's kind of like going to Jeff Bezos and him saying, looking at someone else and saying, oh, what's the answer to that? Like Mark Zuckerberg, when he had to sit in front of Congress and he got grilled and he's like, I'm sorry, with those red eyes and the tears in his eyes, act like, fuck, fuck you. Oh my God, man. I'm just telling you people, I'm just trying to give you an insight into what CEOs, they frankly just don't give a damn. Most of them. I gave you a beautiful story at the beginning of this podcast. And in the previous podcast, I talked about some wonderful individuals and you know, the business that I actually work for and him paying like a one year membership for all his employees. See, some people would say, oh, but that's a small business. Jeff Bezos' company is worth $1 trillion. He can't give it. He doesn't pay COVID for all his employees, so they get sick and they're fucked, huh? These people who work in the warehouse, come on. You could do better than that. You could do better than that. So I'm calling out all CEOs. I'm calling out every last one of them because if you don't give a damn and you are not coming up with the flex, you know, flexible hours, and you're not giving people sick leave, and all these other different things, like, you suck. And if you're a person who works for that type of company, please reconsider. And in saying that, guys, I gave you some hard love on this podcast, okay? The numbers have dropped just slightly. It's crazy, because the first 15 days of March, it was like a big boom, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to crush it. And then after a while, it got very, very quiet. So I think I believe that I'm starting to hit a couple of nerves on some of these podcasts and the numbers, especially over the last five and 10 podcasts, are beginning to dwindle. And if they do dwindle and some people do not like this podcast anymore, I completely understand, you know, but at the same time, I hope that whatever made you upset makes you think and makes you come back and say, you know what? You were right about what I was doing with my job and with my money and my investment and my relationships. So in saying that guys, stay tuned for more over and out.